Hi, everyone, and welcome to All Things Creative. I'm Linda Riesenberg Fissler, and your host for today. Um, well, it's Monday. It's another start to another busy week. I'm sure everybody um, is going to have a busy week this week. Why should anything be different, right? <laughs> so um, basically, I thought I would just kind of start off talking about uh, the fourth book a little bit uh, today. I started writing this, gosh, it's probably been over, um, well, I started writing it right after I published Blind Alliance, which is the third book in the series. And I like to think of these as trilogies and not just individual books. So there was a overarching theme in the first three books that um, kind of sets up the next trilogy. So if we think of it like Star Wars was a set of three films, but yet individual films as well. It's, it's kind of the same premise that I'm working on with the Blind series. So uh, the first three books uh, took place, you know, had a lot of emphasis on uh, Nicole and Sean and, and Jenkins, um, as will the next set of books. Uh, but there, it, it was more Washington-based, um, more... Um, based on political intrigue and also the uh, assassin part, which kind of took a, a backseat in Blind Alliance. So we kind of pick up on the first book of the next trilogy uh, in an area uh, where Sean and Nicole uh, are together and are uh, going to Moscow, going to the Soviet Union, because this is 1981, so going to the Soviet Union, and Sean has become an ambassador, um, and, you know, there are a lot of espionage agents <laughs> in, in the ambassador ranks, so that's not a stretch. It's not a stretch at all to, to have his character suddenly become an, an ambassador. Um, he definitely did not, as we know from the first series, did not want to go back into field work, so uh, he didn't want to be an agent out in the field tracking, you know, whoever, whatever, doing that that work. He didn't want to do that again. So they they go off to Moscow, and then you know Jenkins is um, in Washington still and is president. <clears throat> so uh, that's where we pick up with the the with book four, and um, then there's there's also um, I, I have spoken a little bit about how I wanted Barker to be a little more of a nemesis. Uh, so I guess it's kind of been interesting, as you all have um, maybe heard by now, because I've mentioned it before, that my husband has had a, a very terrible bike crash, and um, we've been trying to get back to normal, and, and we have reached a uh, very close to that. He, he's progressing very, very well. And that has freed up some time for me to be a little more creative. And I, I guess I'd, I, I'd like to focus on um, that process a little bit. Maybe it'll be helpful for folks who have gotten, have gotten away from their creative uh, part of this. And um, the only thing I can say at this point is, you know, listen to you, to, to you, to you, yourself, your spirit, your inner compass, <laughs> if you will, um, because that that's what has taken me to uh, do this. These, these little blog class casts have helped as well, because 
uh, I actually have I start talking about my books and I start getting excited about them again, or I start talking about painting and I get excited about that again. Um, I teach painting at a Middletown Art Center um, here in my city, and uh, my my students have been great at, at peaking that um, creative part of me again. And so that's been very, very helpful. Um, so how did I get started back into writing? Well, it wasn't that I sat down in front of my computer and started typing again, or it wasn't that I went down and um, started painting again in my studio to, to try and, and make something happen. I didn't force it at all. And, and maybe this is very similar to a writer's block um, and how you get out of a writer's block because as I had said in, in a previous blog, you know, I kind of think of um, Nicole and Sean being off on vacation and, and Jenkins is at Camp David and, and Kent is off, you know, enjoying the money that he has gotten from his assassinations and other projects that he had. So I kind of felt like I kind of just sent them on vacation for a few weeks. Um, they certainly haven't been in my head. Um, I certainly hadn't been thinking about them. You know, I had uh, a couple, you know, my, my focus was on helping Tom get better and all of the things that needed to be done around the house that he usually does in addition to what I do. And you know, no complaints at all for that because he's responding so well. It's, it's, it's really, really great. But, you know, but then there came the part where, you know, it's like, oh, wow, I have, you know, I have an hour or I have 30 minutes and, and what can I do in that time? You know, then, then it became, where did I leave off in the book? So my, the book right now, book four stands in the free write and it has, um, I'm looking at it right now. It has 107,730 7, 107, words written on it. And it's a bit of an unorganized mess. So in my mind, uh, that's what a free write is, by the way, it is unorganized. You're just writing, okay? Um, so in my mind, I start thinking about the many scenes that I have written. And the question becomes, how do I want to start the book? And what do I want the plot points to be? And then what do I want the climax of the first book to be? And are my two plot points going to lead to the climax? Since I'm writing a trilogy, my two plot points don't have to necessarily read and go into the climax. climax. Um, you know, there's, and I'm one of them. I used to complain that, um, you know, I don't like books that don't have an ending. Um, I'm beginning to understand in series anyway, because this is a series of books. Um, there, you know, what could be that hardcore ending? And, you know, the only way that I can come to that, which I thought I kind of did in book one, which is why I had talked a little bit about that being a one-off book, you know, so it, you know, I killed, I killed the serpent. <laughs> in the first book. So, you know, it's like, you know, how, how much more of an ending does a book need? You know, I killed one of the the reasons why Sean, you know, was living, if you will. Um, so, you know, once that didn't stop everyone from wanting to hear about Nicole and Sean, you know, what are the, what are the endings for Nicole and Sean? Nobody seems to be happy with, they live happily every after, ever after, or, 
you know, they go off chasing the, ser the serpent or Kent or whoever. Again, you know, it, it's um, I'm very thankful for that, by the way, that everybody loves these characters enough that they want to to learn more about them. So, um, yeah, thank you for that. I, I, I just never thought that that would happen. So very amazed with that. So, again, book four, we're at uh, 100 and approximately 108,000 uh, words in there. Uh, each of them contains certain scenes. And I think the reading of the, the little blog class tomorrow, I think, is going to be a little teaser. Maybe I'll read the, the opening few paragraphs of the book for you um, or what I have listed as the opening. And then it'll be interesting for you to see if that's how I really open the book. So basically... Um, now that I had this about three, four week break of, of not being creative, of not writing anything, I needed to get back into doing that. I needed to get back into this habit of, of writing and or creating and or painting. And basically what I did is I started off slowly. I sat in a quiet room and thought about what I needed to write for the plot points and to get this book into some kind of organized structure in my head, an outline, if you will, of what I want to happen in book four. So that's where I started. I didn't sit down and start typing right away. Knowing where I wanted the book to go then directed me to scenes that needed to be developed uh, for the book, think of them as maybe little plot twists. Think of them as the specific plot themselves. So then I started asking questions like, do I want to have Barker involved with um, a certain downing of a certain military asset? Um, and siding with the Soviets, would Barker, former senator, now ambassador, would he be so upset with Jenkins banishing him to the Soviet Union that he would actually go against the country he served as senator, as a senator? Would he do that? Would he be greedy enough? Would he think, the heck with it, this is all about me now? And I'm going to make him pay. Would he do something like that? And there's part of me that says, yes, he would, because he's very angry. And then there's part of me that says, no, he wouldn't. Um, so there's that argument that's going on in my head right now. Let's list all the reasons why he would. Let's list all the reasons why he wouldn't. We already know that he's been bribing people. Um, can his reach from the Soviet Union to Washington, D.C., to make Jenkins' life hell as president. Can that happen? Can he do that? Does, is he strong enough? What kind of information does he hold on people that are still part of uh, the government, um, like the CIA director, for example? Um, you know, could he... Um, does he have dirt on the CIA director? And, and is it um, bribable enough that he can influence uh, something that is the major theme of the book that the CIA director can could help Barker um, go against what um, the U.S. is trying to do. And then that goes back to the question of can three 
can those three people, my three main characters, can they change the course of history so that we aren't as divided as we are today, so that we have a better government and a better country than we have today? Not saying that our country isn't great, it is, but, you know, just what kind of change could it could happen? Um, then, uh, you know, from there, little scenes started to pop up. So I wrote um, a couple, let's say I've written probably about 5,000 words since I've sat down and started typing uh, late last week. And um, it's really, really helped. And then I've, I've written, I have a whole page of additional scenes that need to to happen. So, you know, what are the, what are historically, what are things that have happened in Jan, in um, the year 1981? Well, we know Anwar Sadat was assassinated. Um, and we know how, and we know who, and, you know, but I'm going to introduce a little twist in there uh, that might get us thinking in a totally different way. And um, I wrote all of this, part of the thing that I wrote it off, but it was very light and, and fun to do. Um, I wrote this whole scene of um, something happening in Buckingham Palace right before Lady Di and Prince Charles got married. Um, and, you know, then I wrote something that's almost like a rehearsal dinner, only it was kind of more like a state dinner, you know, that happened at Buckingham Palace. And I wrote all that and it was fun and it got me back into writing. Um, but I'm not particularly sure that I'm going to keep that in the book. So one of my notes is here, you know, should we drop the royal wedding stuff, you know, from the book? Um, and then um, there's, a, there, you know, all of the Barker scenes that I wanted to write. And then there was some redefinition of a couple new characters. Um, definitely will make some changes that will have to happen in some of the things, some of that hundred thousand words that I wrote previously, I'm going to have to go back and change some things because somewhere along the line, I've got really confused <laughs> on my Russian characters. So, um, you know, just sitting there and thinking about the things that I needed to happen to pull this all together, um, and make it and make a book out of it, uh, is it, and I'm not done writing yet on the free write you know, is, is basically helped me, um, get back to wanting to write again. So on this Monday, um, what I'm asking folks to do, if you find yourself out of, um, the creative loop because of whatever circumstances that are happening in your life, um, I, I guess I'm, I'm going to challenge you and, or tell you that one way to get back into that creative process is to just kind of think about, being in that process. So if you're a painter, uh, an artist, you know, don't actually pick up the pen and, and a paper or a canvas and start sketching. Just kind of sketch it in your mind. Um, you know, I want that. I, that's a really nice way and gesture that that flower is sitting. How would I? How would I draw that? What paints would I use? What colors would I use? Squint and see the values. Um, make that value pattern in your brain. Just start to connect with your brain again in that creative state. Don't worry about the blank canvas that's staring at you. Don't force yourself to stand in front of that blank canvas. Don't force yourself to sit in front of that white page um, without sitting around and thinking about all that you have done in the past and what it is that you want to do in the future. If you're writing, check your outline. Make mental checks of, yeah, I wrote all those scenes. Not sure I like this particular part of this scene. You know, just start getting back into it slowly by doing things mentally. Um, and don't judge those things that you do. 
um, mentally. Um, just let it sit there and stew and get a little bit better with each time you think about it. Um, if you need to write down some of the thoughts that you're having, fine. Pen and paper, write them down. Um, but, you know, again, don't put yourself in a position where you're staring at a blank pace, piece of paper and expecting the words to start flowing. You got to get the creative juices flowing inside you first. So that's the little um, piece of advice for today. Uh, just hang in there. Um, you know, everything's a wheel of fortune. It's a circle. Sometimes we're on the bottom part of that circle and sometimes we're on the top part of that circle. Things will continue to rotate. Things will continue to, you know, we're all on a roller coaster ride. If we didn't, you know, if we if we <laughs> hadn't had that, it wouldn't be any fun. So, you know, sorry for those who don't like roller coasters, but, <laughs> but it is. I mean, I'm really, really sure that, you know, there are up and down cycles all the time that we go through. And uh, we just kind of hold on on the down cycle and we chug on the up cycle and to get to the top. And uh, probably the only thing we don't do is enjoy that when we're on the top as much as we should, because, you know, what goes up must come down. That's the yin and yang. That's the way it happens. So um, just hold on tight and enjoy the ride. Like I said, if you're having a little bit of a creative block, uh, just, you know, think about things. Just think about you know, how would I paint that flower? How would I draw that flower? How would I, how do I want this book to go? What are the plot points? Um, what is the climax? What's the underall, overall theme of the book? Who's going to win out in this book? Who's going to win out in the next book? Um, what is it that I want my character, how do I want them to grow? What is it I want them to learn? Um, you know, just asking very simple questions like that will start you down the path of getting back into your creative flow again. Uh, it's not that it's not there. It is there. It's just a little detour road that's keeping you from doing it. And um, if I can get back into it, everybody else can get back into it too. I firmly believe that. So um, enjoy your week. And this is, like I said, this is Monday. So enjoy Monday. Enjoy your week. Uh, each week is like almost like a, a wheel of, of fortune in itself. You know, we start on Monday and kind of, you know, it's Monday, you know, then it's Tuesday, then Wednesday, it's a hump day. And we're like, okay, we're halfway through the week. Well, we're halfway through that cycle, aren't we? And then um, Thursday comes and we're looking really excited because all of a sudden it's Friday and it's Saturday and we're at the top of the cycle again, and we're living and having fun. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're back to Monday again, Sunday and Monday. So again, uh, everything is that that cycle. There are examples of it everywhere. So, um, you know, being in the creative cycle and being out of the creative cycle is all part of, of the cycle of life that we're in. So that's it for Monday's little blog cast. Um, I'm going to probably, like I said, maybe do a little teaser on Tuesday uh, for the book four, read the opening that I have. Um, I probably need a little experience at reading some things out loud anyway. Uh, I always didn't think I was the, the best reader in school, but um, hopefully you, you guys will enjoy the little teaser that I'll pull together for Tuesday. And um, we'll take it one day at a time this week, right? So have a good one. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you all later.